Dang, it feels good to be back. Episode 100, New Jack City. You voted for it in a crappy Twitter poll six months ago. And uh, <laughs> we never got around to recording it because some very good things happened. Uh, for one, I got married, and then I went on a great honeymoon. And then uh, some very bad things happened. My dad got very sick, and I had to take some time to attend to that. But uh, things with him are looking up, so we were finally able to get back on track with recording episode 100, a classic, New Jack City. Uh, Ice-T's first starring role, it's got Fab Five Freddy, it's got every New Jack group ever, it's got uh, Flavor Flav, it's got a cool soundtrack. Um, it's great. It's a classic for a reason, and if I must may say so myself, this episode is a great episode. It's a little bit long, but that's just because it's been a while. We had a lot of ground to cover, so... I think uh, without further ado, let's get into it. New Jack City on Bodega Box Office. Elder abuse is one of the uh, five pillars of hip-hop, isn't it? (laughs) Wow, China's beautiful. (laughs) Much cleaner than I expected, and their public transit is (laughs) top-notch. And, like, I don't know, that's what you get for fucking gaslighting me for 30 years, America. Make America have sweet Uzis and movies again. <laughs> so when you're in EPMD, the B stands for business. Yes. What's the other B for? Uh, typo. <laughs> We're recording. That's the best uh, test, actually, is not me talking, it's me laughing. Yeah, I, once I got that down, I knew we were, we were in good shape. We were going to be fine. This is Bodega Box Office, episode 100,000. So many. So many episodes. It's been so fucking long. Fuck the intro. How are you doing? Excellent. No complaints. Great. Yeah. New Year's resolution. Both of us recording podcasts <laughs> no, again next year. No shit. It, it was touch and go, man. We, I was almost like, you know what? 99 episodes? Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck it. Let's just fucking give up. Yeah. Uh, is this a good podcast? I got to ask you this. At uh, times. Right, right up to, at times, yeah. Okay. Also, is the yeah. question... Is it good or is the question? Is it better than most podcasts? I th- well, here's what I think. I think it's. I think it's got a good hook. I think it's got a great hook. Okay, should give this to like somebody good at podcasting <laughs> and let them do it. Yeah, <laughs> because we are just fucking this up. Yeah, can like it's the real. Just take our. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. actually, it's that it does exist too, doesn't it? <laughs> oh yeah. No shots that it's the real, Fuck who are no. obviously the homies and are the brilliant. Best. Yeah, but and two Jews and two black dudes is the best movie podcast ever made. Yes, probably, probably. Uh, so it's been. Three months since we recorded a podcast? Um, well, that's the interesting question. Um, we attempted to record a version of this yeah. that was sort of a riff track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when it went about as well as one would <laughs> expect, we've now entered into what is Ryan's hell, re-recording a podcast yeah. where I will have the exact same observations, and depending on how salient said observation is, you will either pretend you've <laughs> never heard it before or remember how annoyed you were by it yeah. six weeks ago. I remember that. So we recorded episode 100. Uh, I was bound and determined to do a live commentary episode for New Jack City. That's the movie we watched. And we did it right before I left for my honeymoon. And we crammed it in. And Ryan thought it was a good idea to take an edible before recording. (laughs) Only he doesn't know. (laughs) He mixed them up in the jar. And he didn't know if it was indica or sativa. I think he came up uh, indica in in the the lottery. And um, 
Yeah, what I what I should have done, and I figured this out, is I should have freebased cocaine. That would have been <laughs> that would have been way better for this. Um, and that commentary will likely never be heard by anyone. Yeah, it's, it is completely it's useless. Brutal. It yeah. is bad. Because I'm all I'm doing is talking about the clothes. You're talking about God knows what. Yeah. I'm muttering. I'm not even making complete thoughts. There's it's, four minutes about Ellen DeGeneres. I is there? That. Yeah. Oh God. Because we've been doing this for twenty five, four years. and a half years. Jesus Christ. It predates my relationship with my wife, who I've known for I believe three and a half years. My wife. Um. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. We were in a whole other world. Well, we were drinking a lot more during the podcast. Yeah. We were recording during the day a lot, too. I remember that. That sounds plausible. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. How did that happen? I don't think it was real day. I think it was just like 5 p.m. at your apartment. On like a Saturday. Um, no, just oh, like I have very little weekday. to do ever. So yeah, I would yeah. just like go buy Popeyes, buy, uh, well, I mean, that was pick up your the laundry. DiGiorno was, era. Yeah. Oh, I, it, the DiGiorno era ended fucking Recently. three episodes ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now it's a nightmare trying to eat on this podcast. <laughs> we got to order takeout. I got to get Anthony's dietary restrictions. Yeah. I got to have my, my flavors. Flavors. I got to have my flavors. Um, yeah. And, uh, and you were picking up laundry was a huge part of your life. Yeah, oh god! It's Every true. single episode, it was a, yeah. some, something about your laundry was going on. That's true. Let's talk more about your laundry <laughs> on episode 100. <laughs> Easter eggs for the super fans. Fuck yeah! Um, let's. We're just gonna do it. We're, it's not really a special episode because we don't have time to prepare that. Yeah, uh, and we're not doing a live commentary. Although, frankly, watching the same movie twice, hell yeah, and both of us having actual notes on it, hell yeah, is a special episode. I agree. Because you. you take notes on one out of every ten episodes. And the actual amount of attention paid to the movie wavers. Yep. So the fact that we watched it twice and close enough together that I've got a weird paranoid observation to drop on you later Great. Uh, says a lot about the fact that, yeah, we know more about New Jack City <laughs> than we typically know about whatever movie we're ostensibly talking about. Man, you raise like good-ass points. That's why, I like, that's why I like you as a co-host. You, know? <laughs> you just be coming with that hot knowledge about stuff that we're doing. No, you're right. It is cool, and it's also a film that like I have seen before. You know, mm-hmm. before this, yeah, I had seen it. I'm a VHS owner. You are a VHS owner of many VHSs. Actually, maybe like a dozen. Yeah, <laughs> that's a huge collection at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty. Yeah, there's about four dozen that never made it to, to this time zone. And one of R.I.P. Old professional wrestling VHS uh, tapes. Yeah, gone too soon. Yeah, put them on the flyer. All right, so I got to start this off with a question. Tiny Zeus Lister in New Jackson. Tragically not. Oh, I wonder what he was doing in 91. That's an excellent question. Yeah, because I don't think he was quite there yet. You know what I mean? I mean, well, he had already been a professional wrestler and a co-star to uh, Hulk Hogan. I mean, acting-wise. I I mean, I guess professional wrestling is acting experience in a way. Yeah, in its its way. In its way. Okay, so he's not in it. He was still a professional wrestler at this time. Um, All right, New Jack City, directed by Mario Van Peebles. Yes. 1991. Yes. Starring Ice-T, Wesley Snipes. Judd Nelson, God. Judd motherfucking Nelson. Eka Mouse is in this movie. Is Eka Mouse in this movie? Eka Mouse Guy. is in this movie. All the members of Guy, Guy. are Petty in this Riley movie. is in this. Levert, Troop, <laughs> Fab Five Freddy, Flava Flav. The voice um, of Queen Latifah. The voice of Queen Latifah many, many times. Uh, oh, there's... <laughs> kind of yeah. running out here. Yeah, I'm sure there's a couple more. There's a lot of great... Um, 
Uh, Chris Rock. Did we say oh, Chris Jesus. Rock? Yeah, we did not say Chris Rock. Of course, of course, Chris Rock is in this. And um, yeah, what it's about? It's uh, it's about Nino Brown and uh, his rise to power and the uh, and the cops trying to take him down. Is this the invitation to say the plot? Let's go to the plot. <laughs> Hit, I'm right. hitting the drops hard in episode 100. Watch out. Prepare for commentary on New Jack pants. Oh, bro. Hot pants! I got tiny ass yellow pants on. Tiny ass green pants on. Talk is cheap, motherfucker! The pants are billowy <laughs> in this movie. Very right. billowy. Nino Brown, head of the Cash Money Brothers, runs a drug ring in Harlem out of a public housing building called the Carter. Hmm. Does t- anyone ever reference the Carter ever? That's, uh, that was actually a fun part of watching this yesterday with my wife and uh, pointing out all the weird things about what is ostensibly a rap movie, but probably more of an R&B movie, but all <laughs> of whose quotes are then used in the future of rap. So much, yeah. Also, my wife. Yeah. Uh, that we're actually probably gonna need a drop for that. Yep, <laughs> I do that I am too much. Drop. And now you are also going to start doing yep, that. My wife too. Uh, Detective Stone assembles a team, including Ice T and Judd Nelson, who attempt to infiltrate the CMB despite their conflicting approaches and personalities. <laughs> they fucking hate each other immediately. Yeah. It's, it's classic uh, strange bedfellows cop movie. It's got yeah, lethal weapon all over it. But they don't even take the time to like build that up. They're just like, you've seen. Cops, they you know this, you've seen this thing. They hate each other. Yeah, obviously. Come on. Yeah, and they really give Judd Nelson the most hateable goatee on earth. Yeah, to most <laughs> reinforce that. Yeah, and his gloves are suspect. Uh, Ice T during a reconnaissance mission recognizes a crackhead that he shot years earlier in a drug sting and sees this as an opportunity to make amends while also giving this man a role as a Trojan horse to lead police into the Carter apartments. When that he's bugged, he's wired. And when that fails, Ice-T has to take on a similar role himself, a plan so foolproof it could only fail if our nation is corrupt and run by fools and cowards, in which case it would only produce a showy trial, a light sentence, and an opening for vigilante justice by a well-intentioned community member who squandered years trying to report this problem, quote-unquote, the right way, to indifferent, ho-ass police and government. We get our Black Jack Ruby at the end of the movie. And if you haven't seen it, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. Why, why are you here? Yeah, <laughs> we've watched it twice in the last month. You didn't watch it once in 30 years? <laughs> Get your shit together, audience. I want to zero in on one thing you said. <laughs> why is it an R&B movie? Just out of curiosity, because I have thoughts also. Yeah, well, I think there's two answers to this question. One of them is just the proof is in the pudding. You have troop sings. You have the members of Guy perform multiple times. Yeah. You have sex scenes that have R and B over the is in top. This movie. Keith Sweat is in this movie as an actor, I believe. Right? Yeah, he's well, he's singing at the wedding. Yeah. So yeah. Um, also, there is sort of in rap history seismic shifts as far as what black radio was playing and what general consumers were consuming and this movie was released to theaters in like early 1991 five days after rodney king yeah so like you figure pre chronic like there's not necessarily that whole like every single person on earth is listening to rap they're aware of rap there is rap but it's not like 
Public Enemy, as a very popular rap group, had the same sort of reach as like a Snoop or a Tupac or something like that. So you're saying that the way that people were processing black music at this time was through New Jack music, New Jack Swing. Yeah, uh, yeah. frequently. Well, I'm not I mean, saying right. exclusively, no, but yeah, as far as this movie goes. Oh, just goes. throw a blanket over everything. Come yeah. on. Go ahead. Yeah. We, don't need to, we don't need to be right about everything. Because <laughs> I, I agree with you, and that yeah. makes it a lot easier. Yeah, no, that is true. It's a, Most of the movies we watch are rap movies because they're movies about black music. Yeah. And at that point, black music was often rap. Where this is more like... <laughs> this is the only comparison between the two, but more like disorderlies. Yeah. In that it is a movie about black culture and music that has its foot in a certain type of music. It's just the disorderlies is very much into rap music. Zany and, comedy also. Yeah. And this is elder very abuse. much into R and B music. Beatboxing. Obesity. <laughs> elder Elder Abuse is one of the uh, five pillars of hip hop, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's break dancing, graffiti, DJ, oh. MCing, and elder abuse. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, cause I, th- I think this is patient zero for like the rap movie kind of. Uh, yeah, because it does all the things that rap movies do. It's got a rapper in it playing against type, mm-hmm. uh, Ice T in his first real acting role ever. Yeah, uh, it's basic. It's not just basically mimicking Scarface. It's quoting Scarface extensively, which is required of like any typical rap movie yeah and this is before the big scarface resurgence so this is like when people are like obsessed with that movie and running their vhs copy into the ground but at the same time everyone cinematically is convinced that scarface was a failure yeah yeah because brian de palma was wanting to make the lifestyle look terrible and instead he made it look awesome to people who had nothing to lose 100 percent. uh yeah so that's it i think this this is where it all kind of started yeah i mean we can talk about tougher than leather we can talk about crush groove but like this is maybe why we picked it i don't know we just decided let's pick a big one for episode 100 well i think uh the audience oh yeah we we did put a poll on twitter six months ago about what are we gonna do for episode 100 and uh y'all came up with new jack city or friday but we'll get to friday yeah at some point because friday is so good yes but also uh it's much harder to do a podcast about a comedy you like it really is because it's already funny yeah like what are we gonna do yeah. Well, we're not we're not funny, yeah. but I mean we have decent odds of being funnier than present day Chris Tucker. <laughs> but, <laughs> like funnier than Chris Tucker in nineteen ninety four? You out of your goddamn mind? Fuck no. He's on tour with no malice right yeah. now. Is he really? I don't know, but he should be. <laughs> do you want to do some notes? What do you think? I think we should do some notes. Let's go to the notes. Relax and take notes. Uh my notes got mixed up with my to-do list for the day. So uh, I have like hang a picture on here. <laughs> I did put research movie in. My is this to- a bit? List. No, this is literally you no. just started writing things down yeah. at no point noticed. And like it didn't even I didn't even put a space to like delineate where the to do list stopped. And marvelous. The notes. So one of them is pack uh, talk to bro- my jujitsu place. Let them know I'm gonna be out of town for a long time. Yeah. And then pack recording equipment. And then. First note, extras are doing the most in this movie. <laughs> I think Mario Van Peebles makes movies where everything's fucking cranked up. Yeah. Like, everything happens so fast. Everyone's screaming all the time. I watched you start to crank up during Posse, and I was like, put that away, and threw a blanket over <laughs> it. We, we call it cranking up. <laughs> Horrible. I hate it. You know, in Australia, they call it cracking a fat. <laughs> but it's upside down. Like a duck penis. (laughs) 
I got into a conversation at a work party about which member of the DuckTales and Tailspin universe has the biggest hog. Okay. <laughs> and we landed on Launchpad. Yeah, that Launchpad makes McCoy. sense. Yeah. Or or the bear. Uh, the blue. blue. Yeah. Yeah. Do anyway, they both fly? I think they both they they do both fly. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. What does Launchpad do that that's redundancy? Like Baloo is Launchpad Baloo's like mechanic? Or I to be wow. perfectly frank, I don't know a lot about either of those universes because I've always been deeply suspicious of Disney. Uh stance that does uh, just seem more reasonable over time. This is where this is the part of the podcast where Anthony justifies his beliefs. <laughs> <laughs> do what you How does that do. not a drop? Yeah, no shit. God, we need more drops. Self-important. <laughs> if you find me a lyric that references being self-important and really into your own shit, oh wait, all of rap, um, cool. But yeah, the all the extras in the background of every scene, if you look, mm-hmm. are just going for it. Like, yes. And case in point, the bartenders when Guy is playing, mm-hmm. um, God, it may. I want to go back and rewatch the entire movie to just relive their performance. Yeah. Because you know they had to shoot a lot. Like, they had to reshoot the scene a billion times. Mm-hmm. These dudes must have been fucking exhausted by the end of it because they're, like, they're getting after it, dude. Like yeah. Full-on dance routines, swinging their bottles around. Like, they look fucking awesome. It's Cocktail great. is a movie that it reminds me of. Just as far as you'll see somebody way in the background, you're just like, who are you performing for? Yeah, you're, uh, is that a is that a extras extraordinaire? I mean, just in the sense of, extras? of they, if I remember correctly, I haven't seen Cocktail. I don't watch white decade, movies, so but, uh, you're a suspect. There was sort of a point of everybody's that kind of a bartender in uh-huh. that movie. Yeah. My brother was that kind of a bartender. Really? Oh, God, he he still does it. Get him, get him drunk, and they'll start flipping bottles all over the place <laughs> in the kitchen on the tile. And you're like, "Yeah, you're gonna break a bottle. We're all gonna." That's why I wear shoes. Got to wear shoes all the time, I guess. Um, so that was one note after okay. my to do list. Um, I really like the uh, price of a key in 1991, seventeen thousand dollars. Well, makes unless you're iced tea. Yeah, iced tea wants it for fourteen five. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Which what is, is yeah? Have you been Jeezy's Mister Seventeen Five, and that's how the Jeezy and Pimp C argument started. Was because Pimp C was like, "You of all people are not getting anything for seventeen five a key." And if that was a fight had in like the year two thousand four, yeah, then uh, yeah, I'm trying to envision it only going up three grand over that thirteen years. So wait, that's cheap for a, a brick of. Of that raw? I mean, I, I don't <laughs> actually know. I'm just, uh, I was more wondering in the sense of uh, the combination of inflation versus who's getting a deal uh-huh. in yeah, that yeah. universe. Yeah, so you think Chris Rock was, well, he didn't know he didn't know Ice-T, so he's probably, you know, overselling a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But he's really just sticking them up. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I also like that that scene, this is one thing I said during the live episode, the live commentary. I did a little research. How's the research? <laughs> Right, did research. Uh, that chase scene was supposed to be a car chase, but they didn't have enough money, so it was a bike chase. Yes. Which is pretty great. Yes, the French connection, but on a huffy. The Tour de France. Um, the intro um, news report that gets all into wealth discrepancy and police brutality is very prescient. But then there's also the weird portion of it where they start to talk about the crack baby epidemic, which, as I need to mention in nearly every movie we watch made before the year 2000, crack babies aren't a thing, uh, and they largely turned out to be a byproduct of lead in the paint and lead exposure, 
which, uh, as always, just means government regulation is the key to most things. But uh, no market humper is ever going to suggest that. So you're stuck uh, creating these weird imaginary causes. I'll go down that road with you. Uh, so would you say that crack itself was a form of government regulation? Uh, that's of inner city minorities. <laughs> <laughs> As as you might know from uh, the COINTELPRO report, page <laughs> seven thousand and ninety. Um, yeah, no, I don't. I don't know. Let's, that get, we let's get, get Noam Chomsky on this motherfucker. This. <laughs> um, well, okay. So I was reading, uh, doing my little research thing, and which is usually not that deep, but I had a little more time this time, which was cool. Yeah. And I I, I did. Um, and I always recommend this: search uh, the topic, but do it by the year the movie came out. Mm-hmm. And what you'll find is a ton of hemming and hawing over, does this movie uh, glorify the lifestyle of drug dealers or does it condemn crack as like you know an urban blight that mm-hmm. must be stopped? And I, a lot of people were on the side of like, well, it's like gangster movies were all about prohibition, so like this is in a similar vein. Mm-hmm. But I want to ask you, what do you think? What, where does this movie stand on crack? Because it was probably the first big budget version of it. I've actually got an interesting answer for that. Oh, did I spoil the the later thing? Um, yeah, I mean, which can be addressed at any point. I just uh, was very worried that when I have this sort of weird paranoid epiphany, that then I'm going to start drinking and smoking and forget to ever address it. Uh-huh. And it's not like I can just text it to you later and have it added to the podcast. Send me a voice note. I mean, we've done that before, right? We have done that, I think. <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, the music portion, and I think I talked about, uh, yeah, I don't remember what rapper, but it went, uh, oh, it was a little flip. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. Uh, but anyway. I- uh, Ireland's when, very own. Yeah. <laughs> when uh, you and I watched this movie at your place, it was on, if I remember correctly, Amazon Prime? I think. Um, or Apple. Or Apple. I think I rented it on Apple. Yeah. So, I watched this yesterday uh, with my wife, Um uh, Running time seemed relatively similar. Watch it on YouTube. Watch the entire fucking movie. And at the end of the movie, a man runs up after uh, Nino Brown has gotten a very light sentence and shoots him. He falls over the uh, railing, drops like four stories to his death. They show him laying there with like blood seeping out of his mouth. And then they run a like a weird little slide that says something along the lines of every town, every era has a Nino Brown. Uh, the ability to combat these Nino Browns comes down to people's willingness to think outside of the box and government officials and police not simply looking out for their own careers and well-being. Yep. If you're not going to approach these things with open minds and while searching for new solutions, Frankly, it's a waste of everyone's time, and you're just going to propagate further and further uh, crime and destruction in minority neighborhoods. This vaguely rings a bell, yeah, right? summing it up, yes. Well, I sat around really stoned and really pissed off about the Google algorithm for about an hour and a half yesterday. Which because an uncommon thing for you to be doing. Yeah, exactly. It's a <laughs> thrice-weekly occurrence. It's just Tuesday... Um, and the problem is I couldn't find anywhere that lists movie running times. Um, I end up checking about six sources, and what I'm relatively certain is that there's two edits of this movie. Yep. One of these is an hour and 40 minutes. One of these is an hour and 41 minutes. 
And the only thing that appears to be missing from the YouTube version is this slide at the end. Yep. Was this the I kind of thing that's ever on been mind. on? It was not on the one I just watched. Because when I was doing my research... So you re-rented it yes. also from so a different service. I rented it from And Google. you didn't see it this time. I got it from Google Play, which would be the same thing as YouTube. Yeah. And so I didn't you realized this, this too. Yes. No, I didn't realize it, but I was reading all those things where they're exactly what I was just asking you about, where they're trying to figure out where this movie stands on this like topic. Yeah. And one reviewer or one writer tried to dissect that final card. Mm-hmm. And it was like he was trying to like pick and choose and, and and try and make it like reform it into some sort of stance. Well, I'm sitting there, I'm like, I don't fucking remember that. I just I just finished the movie. I don't yeah. remember that fucking thing. But I remember there being something. Yeah. And so you and I <laughs> experienced both versions together, more or less. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, but it's completely ridiculous. And and this is coming off of Higher Learning, too, which also has a similar end card Yeah, that's just, like, making its point. Yeah. In case the 90-minute movie didn't make the point enough. And so this leads me to two different questions, one of which is, like, how is there not any sort of... In- indicator or signifier when you're watching a movie that's been edited from the cinematic version particularly if it's something that is available through other channels seemingly unedited and secondly is this something that's actually been like we are about to have a presidential election where because fucking uh, grandpa biden can't stop spitting applesauce in people's faces and calling everybody by the name of the colored milkman in 1940 yeah tie the back of your gown while you're at it jeez yeah you can also see your butt cheeks they're sending out fucking like weird billionaire hatchet men to try to restore some sense of reasonableness to the democratic party and you see that, like, Bezos calls up Bloomberg and it's like, hey, uh, Americans love fascist business elves. Why don't you run for president, Mikey? And it does beg the question if all these people are so worried about even, like, a slight bit of messaging that displeases them. It's not completely unreasonable for somebody in the offices at Google to be like, you know what? No one's really going to miss <laughs> this thing. Like... Uh, you mean like if there's like the inverse of you is sitting at Google, like uploading New Jack City from New Line's fucking digital transfer, and then you're like, nah, this one, this little last part here doesn't agree with me. Well, my I'm hunch is they probably, um, for instance, you think about YouTube versus Amazon Prime, and YouTube is a thing that is a free service that you can watch without logging in. And aspects of that, it would not be completely unreasonable to assume that much like if you screen a movie in China, how there's certain things that can't make the cut. If YouTube, as an institution, has a slightly more conservative editing uh, approach, and as a result, not that there's like Sergey Brin saying you should cut these things out, but more that if you're supposed to follow these weird ambiguous codes for editing content it's not unreasonable to assume that somebody is going to potentially over-edit and it will never be noticed because only a psychopath that watches New Jack City on two different rental companies in a three-week span would ever notice this. Well, I, I don't, I'm not saying this because I'm not interested, but I don't think you or I could even could come close to answering this question, yeah. which is why I would like for you to do a little bit more homework into this. I mean, I did... DM to other film people on uh, the internet that I, I haven't spoken to either of them in fifteen. Because 
a long time. Because I would read, time. I would read this investigation. Yeah. Honestly, I'd put it. We'd put it on bodegaboxoffice.com, and you could like get. I, I'm sure there's a way to speak, to, and it wasn't New Line. I think it was Warner Brothers. To speak to somebody at Warner Brothers about this exact yeah. thing and be like, "Hey, I," because me, I'm such a uh, fucking cuck. I'm always like, "Okay, well, there's probably a logical explanation for yeah. this." You know, that's where I go to every time. But I don't fucking know. And I'm know. looking at it the other way, or I'm thinking, "Well, IMDb, for instance, doesn't have a dog in the fight. Wikipedia doesn't have a dog in the fight. But if somebody at IMDb who ostensibly their whole business model works a lot better and generates a lot more revenue and eyeballs if the movie industry doesn't hate them. If the movie industry says, hey, when you list running times, how about you don't point out how many seconds there are because this way we can obfuscate whether or not one cut of the movie is incrementally shorter. Yeah. Um, I would not be surprised. Yeah. This is you and I in a nutshell. You are convinced there's a vast conspiracy behind most things. Yeah. And I'm always like, no, I'm sure the people in power have our best interests at heart. <laughs> and but like any <laughs> argument like this, we'll just have to wait 10 years for me to be vindicated, yeah. at which point I will have moved on to some other no, okay, I'll still get the email. Yeah, I'm that's subscribed. True. Yeah. Yes. But I, I don't think that's just weird that they would take that end card as the incendiary thing and remove it. Like, yeah. That's because the whole movie is like it's incendiary. But I'm know? not saying that it's like an order Cindy. from on high. I'm more just saying that once you start to make these cuts and for all we know, there may be secondary things where they say, also, if you can get a movie under blank amount of time, that also is helpful, too. Uh-huh. And like you start to j- then just have these things stack up on each other with a combined lack of oversight. I mean, as always, this is why physical media is vastly superior to digital media is because there's no real way to do anything other than A, trust these people, or B, just grumble and be stuck using a broken service uh, that is sort of fascistic in nature. Yeah. But I also think you hit the nail on the head, too, that it's a lack of oversight. Like, yeah. more more likely than anything, it's a lack... Because I, I don't believe in evil. I believe in idiocy. Yeah. And I think... Someone's not looking, and that's yeah. what happened. We fucked it up. But it does, you can't just chop that off the end of the movie and then you know go to credits. It would look weird. Like it, they'd have to make a new version of the movie, you know, because mm. there's audio running through it. Yeah, you know, so it's like there is a little something there. Yeah, but it probably goes back farther to when this movie came out. There was violence at a lot of the screenings because black people were fucking pissed off mm-hmm. about Rodney King. So, and that's what obviously wasn't just that, but this was like the right time to fucking, you know, let all that anger out. Yeah. So, like, there was actual, like, if you look back at the press, they call them riots. Mm -hmm. I don't know what we're supposed to call them, rebellions. But, like, they they were pulling the movie from theaters because of violence at screening. Somebody got shot in New York at one. A bunch of people Mm -hmm. got beat up in Las Vegas. Yeah. And then they're like interviewing like the Las Vegas chief of police, and he's like, "Yeah, typically a film like this is going to bring out the violent <laughs> types." You know, it just became this like weird, stupid media yeah. thing. Um, but if they did something like that, it might have been either they added it because of the 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 violence and shootings, which a lot of movies do. They'll like add a little thing to be like, "Hey, just just in case you thought this was like too much like the real life that you're living, here's what we we're trying to say," mm-hmm. or they took it out because of that. But in one of these pieces, which was really interesting, it was like written in 1991. <laughs> Get him, <'em>, Lola. <laughs> they came across, they were like interviewing people about these, uh, these incidents 
at yeah. uh, at the screening in L.A. where somebody somebody got shot. Yeah. Somebody, a bunch of people got beat up, and then there was looting afterwards. And they're like, we spoke to a UCLA film student named Ava DuVernay, oh. 18 years old. So her quote was, they closed the movie because we don't. They don't want black people in Westwood. That's the neighborhood where it happened. Yeah, it's the same thing that happened with Mo Better Blues, which is true. There was also violence at Mo Better Blues mm-hmm. Blues screening. They're using the movie as an excuse. They're afraid this place is attracting too many black people. Basically, <laughs> Duvernay said she believed that much of the violence was spurred by anger surrounding the King beating. She said that if police had used a heavier hand in Westwood on Friday, the disturbance. And this is a quote would have been a Watts revolution. It would have been real nasty. Unquote. Mm-hmm. So there was like instantly without them, like obviously asking for it. There was like a ton of like hand wringing about this movie. Yeah. Uh, like in the first five days, I right out of yeah. the gate. So it could have been a response to that. And you also don't know the sort of pipeline. So like I mentioned uh, China before. Now there's certain things China. that get cut out for the Chinese audience. It would not surprise me if there is like an incrementally less inflammatory version of most movies. And if you sort of have the choice, like, do we pick from vault number one or vault number two? Each corporation, as they are, as is their want, will potentially pick from the vault that that helps their bottom line. Yeah. So if Amazon has some weird initiative where they're like, we're evil, but we also appeal to the cinephile. And if Google's is like, well, there's three extra countries that will allow us to do movie rentals if we avoid like these three or four hot button issues. Yeah. Like it's more the Chinese just version is much more entertaining. Though. Yeah, <laughs> They're like it's the, a character has to say these words like, oh wow, China's beautiful, <laughs> much cleaner than I expected, and their public transit is top notch. <laughs> that shit is fine. I just saw Looper. Uh, and Looper was partially funded by... I had never seen it. I don't know why. It's a good-ass mm-hmm. movie. It was partially funded by like Chinese investors. Yeah. And there's this great part where he's talking about this character's dream is to go to France. Mm-hmm. And one other character's like, don't go to France, go to China. And, <laughs> and then he goes to China, and there's like all these great shots of China. Like, <laughs> he's like, establishing beautiful... Anyway, but yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I think, I think the, like, so many different vested interests in potentially restating the message of a movie is like dizzying yeah. and we could probably talk about this for years. Yeah. The most important thing though is no one involved deserves the benefit of the doubt. So even it's like the fucking Epstein thing. There's no party that is so sympathetic that anyone should feel bad speculating about what aspect of their nefarious interest, what aspect of general shoddy execution, and what aspect of their smug refusal to tell you even any aspect of like how the sausage is made. Like th- This whole thing could be completely off target and someone could have just hit the stop button too early that works at Google and... Does anyone that works for any of those companies deserve the benefit of the doubt? And the answer is absolutely fucking not. This whole thing could be lunacy and just me rambling and, like, I don't know, that's what you get for fucking gaslighting me for 30 years, America. (laughs) Eat dick. Like, perfect episode 100 material right there. But I do encourage you to actually um, figure out the answer to this. Yeah, I'll periodically keep a browser tab open. (laughs) Yeah, that's actually, that's huge. That's a ton of research right there. Yeah. 
I'll DM Scout Tafoya, friend of the show, and see oh, if he knows Oh, I can't anything. wait. Post-episode 100, we're going to go hard on guests. We're going to have Scout here. We're going to have Sean here. We're going to have Esther here. It's going to be fucking awesome. Angel hung out with Angel the other night. Nice. He Hashtag put, fake deep. Yep. He put me on to West Side Gun, who is great. Yeah. Uh, Buffalo. Rapping, rapping about cocaine from Buffalo. Didn't didn't see that one coming. Because <laughs> I didn't see anything coming. I, I haven't listened to anything. But Hashtag old, Bill's Mafia. Uh, I've been listening to just psychedelic furs and weird old thrash for the last two months. Yeah. Epidemic, good thrash band. Nice. Highly recommend. And Earth um, Gang. <laughs> Earth Gang's so good, dude. It's <laughs> so good. The amount of effort those children put into their music. Yeah. Um, well, my note just took fucking an eternity. What do you got? I got Wesley Snipes jump roping with the dog chain. Actually, I'll put some respect. Nino Brown jump roping with the dog chain. During that scene where everybody's wearing black, the scene that I found out was parodied on Martin that I had to find <laughs> out from another person's article because I'm too white to have seen... Martin. Oh, I my God. I've watched, obviously, some Martin, but yeah. I'm not a Martin But you watcher. can't quote verse and scripture from the uh, wedding episode the way nope. that I can. And I, I still haven't finished Cheers. That's my problem. <laughs> <laughs> I got Frasier. What am I going to do? Um, but, yeah, that whole scene where they're all wearing black and there's the Rottweiler and fucking he stabs that dude in the hand. Oh, my God. All the so furniture good. in that scene oh is my, ridiculous, All his too. furniture is out of fucking control. All of the design of every room he's in yeah. makes no fucking sense. It looks like Beetlejuice. Um, but there's a great part if you watch at the end of that uh, that scene when everybody's getting up from the table and the guy who he stabbed in the hand gets mm-hmm. up last and Nino Brown is sitting down and he gets up to shake his hand <laughs> and he goes like this. He's like, <laughs> such a troll. He's such a perfect fucking <laughs> asshole. Like, yeah. It's great. One of the better uh, comedic villains. I agree. Um the I really like product placement in weird movies like this. Oh, go on! I ooh, this and is interesting. There's a really great in the opening foot chase, uh, cornflakes product placement, oh. where a guy has his like bodega groceries and just gets trucked by iced tea, <laughs> yeah. and you watch like fucking cornflakes fly into the air. See now, talk about corporate, you know, re-editing. Yeah. What if there is now? I'm not sure it would happen as much back then. Now there'd be somebody like, oh, reshoot it. Can't see the logo. Yeah. Got to see the 100%. bird. 100%. The bird's not in shot. Yeah, yeah we took... Digitally. S- yeah, we digitally. already cashed that $150,000 check yeah. from the anti-masturbation lobby. <laughs> we need to make sure that the cornflakes logo oh. is prevalent. God, are we going to get all of the conspiracy theories on here? Are we going to talk about Denver That's a real Airport? thing. I know it is. I know. I appreciate it. Thank you. You've had your time. <laughs> uh, Shoot you and the Achilles. <laughs> That was a great shot. He uh, he a shot him in the Achilles, and that means they squibbed Chris Rock's foot. Yeah, which is pretty fucking cool. All the squibs in this are out of control. Amazing. Yeah, great squibs. Uh, this is the gun. The gun violence in this is top notch. Yeah, it's some of the best we've ever seen in a film. This is not you know digital squibbing. It's not fake bullshit. This yeah. is real. I love it. Um, Shout out to uh, my high school buddy Tony Romanesco for turning me on to the show by Slick Rick and Dougie Fresh, used here during a club scene. Yep. I think one of the early old rap songs that I heard anywhere. Yeah, that tells you where rap was at, actually. And the fact that, like, the avatars for rap culture that were in the movie were, like, Flavor Flav and Fab Five Freddy. Yeah. Who were the go-tos. Yeah, Fab Five Freddy was uh, had his finger in a lot of pies in 1991. Fucking produced this. He was an executive producer in this yeah. movie. Um, ballin' in slacks. That's, that's <laughs> my note. That is we, a great scene. We ball in slacks. And when he's like, check, no, check, double check, check, no, check you. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Shit's amazing. And G-Money's D was trash. Oh, I uh, really 
fondly remember gypsy cabs, which probably aren't a thing anymore. Yep. Gypsy cabs got canceled by capitalism before they could get canceled for uh, using a pejorative racial slur <laughs> in them. <laughs> Well, wait, yeah. what's the difference like, between a gypsy cab and a black car? I mean, is that uh, the same I think thing? they're the exact same thing. Okay. But if Uber shitty. wouldn't have uh, exploited uh, the greed of taxi medallion owners, I think there would have been like two years where he called them Roma cabs. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, their dollar van persists, though. Gypsy cab does gone. it. Dollar van. Well, yeah, we, do, we just don't go to those neighborhoods, Anthony. <laughs> We're well served by the subway, especially uh, you, Manhattan. Ice T's eyeliner versus Judd Nelson's goatee. Who you got? Mm, oh my God, I don't know. Well, okay, I'll I'll double down on that, or I'll split them. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna split it. That's not. I'm not doubling down. I'm splitting. Um, the fact that they're often very dirty <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> It'll just like show them, <laughs> and both of them are like smudged with fucking grease mm-hmm. sometimes. But it never showed. Where'd the grease come from, Mario Van Peebles? That's an excellent Where'd that question. grease come from? <laughs> uh, Ice-T looks great in this movie. Yeah. he All of his outfits are incredible. Uh, he he does, I think, have eyeliner on, or he just looks like that. He at least has eyeliner in the scene where he meets Judd Nelson. Yeah. Yeah, and instantly fucking hates him. Yeah. Calls him a biscuit head. <laughs> it's the best. Um, did Judd Nelson was Judd Nelson going through a drug problem here? This is where Google was. He does have a uh, fat underwater face. Yeah, and he also like all of his lines are ADR'd. Like interesting, they, they're recorded. Like it doesn't sound like it was obviously not there when he mm-hmm. was. So maybe he was muttering because he's all like fucked up, like Kelsey Grammer on Cheers when he was on the sauce and the cocaine. Or he was intermittently saying things that also would have affected uh, Google business practices. So they <laughs> said to ADR at all with like Judd Nelson's younger brother. Uh, fuck Bing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I watched Batman 89 recently. Uh, still a tour de force. Highly recommend it. Um, Great movie because it has no interest in a larger universe, which is yeah. why it's pretty cool. Exactly, I like a, I like a standalone. But Nino Brown and uh, Jack Nicholson's Joker, though, definitely a take over their respective uh, areas pretty similarly, and b sort of do it from a standpoint of just it's lawlessness. The whole city's crumbling. Uh, looks like people are just looking for an answer. Like it's really odd how similar they are. Yeah, I guess a lot of you're cackling, right. just yeah. maniacal glee at how fucked everything is, Fucking and wild how, outfits. Yeah, Cans. yeah, similar dress. Yeah, jokes. Yeah, similar tailors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hella jokes. Yeah, uh, interesting. All right. Yeah. All right. And, and frankly, it? they're both R and B movies. Yeah. yeah. Replace the New Jack Swing with like Love Sexy era Prince. That's not that big. I of think a swap. it's weird that we don't talk about the fact that Batman '89 is a Prince movie. Like. I, <laughs> through and through. You know what I mean? Like, people don't talk about that enough, which yeah. is madness. Yeah. It's because the Batman album is, like, not in the top tier or the second tier of Prince canon. Yeah, That's it, my theory. It gets, it has to get elevated by at least 10 spots by the fact that it's a Batman yeah. album. Like, what the fuck was Prince thinking? It's completely, or what the fuck was Tim Burton thinking? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's a lot of weird, like, like if you could swap out that version of Living for the City sung by Troop yeah. with, like, weird Prince, I'd be totally in on that. Yeah. That they play 50,000 times. Yeah. Uh, I noticed something about Queen Latifah watching this movie. Okay. And I'm sure this has been written about five billion times, but I'm dense and it takes me a long time to get these things. Yeah. Queen Latifah, in a lot of her raps, is often commenting on what male rappers are doing and how stupid it is. Yeah. That's generally her shtick, right? Who you calling a bitch? Exactly. Exactly. And then yeah. she'll talk about, like, obviously, uh, you know, some some uh, like typical Jersey stuff or whatever, but, like, 
she gets into like it's just like yeah all you men are saying this because you think like this and you're fucking stupid yeah and you're wrong yeah damn she's good yeah although now she's uh doing uh paid ads for Cigna Healthcare and there is nothing more anti-feminist than propagating the insurance industry. Yep. So uh you done wrong, queen. Also secure the bag. Yeah. Get I mean check. secure the bag, but Jesus, like I mean, I, I'm trying to think of something more evil. The world's than, fucking uh, ending. Yeah. Get, get your money. Queen. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. I really liked when the uh the old man that uh shoots Nina with the end runs into the police station and insists that the Carter apartments couldn't be taken over if cops live there. Which for a movie that takes place in New York, since police are forbidden from living in the borough that they work in, like that's such a silly idea. Like a bunch of fucking thick neck steakhead morons from like fucking Bay Ridge and Staten Island and Westchester. Of course, the Carter apartments aren't fucking there. <laughs> like it's it's a specifically New York problem with like continuation. Like I wonder where Mario Van Peebles is actually from. Could be New York. It could just be more. That is a question being asked theoretically rather than acknowledging unique aspects of New York policing, but the whole thing still seems odd to me. Well, Mario Van Peebles, his life has got to be so interesting because he's like, he's been acting since he was like 11 or something. Yeah. And he's like really led a life of like art and like ambition Mm -hmm. and expression, you know, like living in the shadow of like a great black filmmaker, like working with him all mm-hmm. the time. Like, I think his his upbringing, no matter where he's from, has to be dominated by that, like, yeah, we're artists kind of vibe. You know and, what like, I mean? you don't know how much... I have no idea how much money Melvin Ben Peoples made as a filmmaker, so I also wonder if Mario's in sort of that weird middle ground where financially he grew up maybe comfortable, maybe middle class towards comfortable, um, but probably not rich, but at the same time, if you grew up in the culture of filmmaking and had doors open, it's sort of a funny little, like, like yeah. it's tough to figure. It's sort of like how uh, Joachim Noah's mother was like an artist, uh-huh. where you're like, well, in some senses, you're not, you're certainly not blue collar, but in other senses, it's not like you come from grand wealth it's more like you just come from like a culture of people that know things and are curious and have certain kinds of access it's weird and i wouldn't be able to pin it down unless we fucking read an interview with him about his upbringing or something exactly there's nothing there's nothing to compare it to it's like it's such a weird like independent movement that you were like born into yeah of like telling stories of people who couldn't tell their own and it's like if your dad was in black flag or something exactly (laughs) like like, what would that do to me? Yeah. I would have a privilege in certain circles mm-hmm. and a privilege and, and a lack of privilege in others. Yeah. But I'm also, it, yeah, I'm not black, so it doesn't fucking matter. But also, the weird thing about Mario and Peoples, too, is that he's such a beautiful movie star. Mm-hmm. You know, like, he's, like, got that movie star look. Yeah. So, like, he was a, a huge model, and he was, like, a, like, leading man in a ton of movies that he had nothing to do with from a directing standpoint. Mm-hmm. So, like... At the end of the day, he would probably call himself a director, but I think he's all, he's just so much more as like a creative. Yeah, it's really interesting, and it makes me really appreciate. I still don't really like Posse because and I was thinking about why. Mm-hmm. I love how fast New Jack City moves because it's just like it's edited yeah. like to hell and back. It's like it's super fucking showy and flashy, mm-hmm. and he applied the same thing to a western. Yeah, which I think what I like about a western, I've seen some classics. Bro, mm. I saw Logan. 
I've seen 310 to Yuma. <laughs> you know, all the classic Westerns. <laughs> um, the Outlaw Josie Wales, dude. Thank you for humoring me on, on that. But, like, I like slowness, right? Like, shit's got to move slow in mm. a Western, I think. Like, you can go a lot slower. And I think I think Posse was just like a fucking, holy shit, nightmare. Although we did get to see Tiny, Luster, Tiny Zeus Lister's bare ass. Yeah. So that's huge. Well, it's got something for everyone. It really Yeah, does. I was higher on Posse than you were. Yeah, you were, you were. But, I mean, I don't think it's, like, bad. I just don't like watching it, and I yeah. love watching this. Anyway, so that's Mario Van Peebles and God knows what else. Yeah. Um, I uh, When Judd Nelson shoots out the wall of Ice-T's apartment How for no reason. How did they not freak the fuck out? Dude, well, you're firing a gun in my apartment. If I did that right now in your apartment, what would you do? Um, I mean, there's a lot of questions. I wouldn't don't know. call the cops. No. <laughs> Never call the cops for any reason. If that's the only takeaway from this podcast ever, don't call the fucking police don't for shit. Don't call the cops. Um, but no, it reminded me, have you ever seen that Twitter account at Well Respected Militia? No. Basically, you look at the Second Amendment, and it's like, right to bear arms with regards to a well-respected Wait, a militia. Kinks? Oh, okay. Sorry. That was a kinks reference. No. No. The idea is that I think it was Robert Bork, but it's some dickhead conservative judge in the late 70s, early 80s, was part of a wave of basically trying to cleave the phrase well-respected militia out of people's general casual understanding of the Constitution in the Bill of Rights, because well-respected militia has a much higher barrier of entry than just any old dickhead. (laughs) Any old dickhead with a gun and a truck. Yeah, so at well-respected militia tweets about three times a day, and it's just stories of, like, guy got into an argument at Stop and Shop, and it was over a parking space, so then he pulled the gun out and then shot the other person to death. <laughs> and it's all just, like, Mexican standoffs and shit like that, but just with the dumbest Americans possible. So the tag is always, oh, well, clearly this person's in a well-respected militia because they're <laughs> armed to the teeth for no reason. And Judd Nelson definitely reminded me of that, since half of those stories are literally... Judd guy <laughs> guy shoots bird that gets into his house accidentally kills next door neighbor no guy with goatee <laughs> kills <Yeah>. bird <laughs> kills neighbor yeah shoots at bird mrs bird shoots neighbor yeah yeah awesome Judd nelson's gloves <laughs> uh, we got to talk about those gloves man there's some suspect gloves in there i uh, i'm assuming they're fingerless even though i don't recall his gloves <laughs> of course they're fingerless <laughs> And then he, he found, he if, found if the other like, one. I was like, are they fingerless? And you're like, no, isotoners. I would have been <laughs> shocked. No, he found the other one from Breakfast Club. Oh. And, <laughs> and he brought it. When he breaks in a Nino Brown safe to take the um, the floppy disks, there's a close-up of him like digging through the disks, and you can see the gloves are like pristine, Yeah, which I hate. And I think you and I talked about, was it the Pat Boone album cover, uh, In a Metal Mood? Yeah. <laughs> And and you because he was neighbors with Ozzy, Ozzy Osbourne that's during that era. Yeah, so you rightly called out that that leather looks like brand new and crisp. Yeah, and uh, that is as the opposed worst. to Pat Boone's face, which looks like well worn in leather. <laughs> it's a catcher's mitt. But that I think that is the worst. Like your your leather that is uh, crisp, pristine. Yeah, you know it makes you look silly. It makes you look like a stripper with a cowboy motif. Total poser and too. Not like an actual cowboy. So uncool. Yeah. Um, but then also at the end, uh, he's he's wearing uh, like like the kind of gloves that Lloyd Christmas wears in Dumb and Dumber to look cool. Like okay. a, they're like cowboy gloves with like a really long like that thing down the forearm and then like a brooch. <laughs> it looked like one of Leonard Gambrell's string ties oh. on a on a <laughs> glove. 
That's uh, Leonard Gambrell. Anyway. Easter egg for the Eau Claire super fans. Yeah, no shit. Okay, so we talked about Judd Nelson's gloves. Uh, I really like during the weird racist debate between the uh, mafia characters and Nino Brown, uh, oh. where he pluralizes chickens, Alfredo, which next no, to a turn, it's like attorneys general. No, he goes chitlins, Alfredo, right after. No, that. he's oh, I think the other guy then, yeah, mutters. No, he he does he. But he the initial ta- phrase is chickens, Alfredo. He tags his own joke. He's like chicken, Alfredo. Chicken's Alfredo. Chitlin's Alfredo. He's like really cannot confirm the final one. Oh, I have it written down. I wrote it down. It's a hot line. (laughs) I've known you long enough to know that you writing it down doesn't mean it (laughs) happened in the No, because he also references collard greens. He's like, I want to give you some of that collard greens, some collard greens tortellini or something. He's trying to, he's really trying to merge cultures, but also insult them at the same time. But I think he's actually getting hungry because yeah. he's like does he also give him a weird action figure with a whip yeah so it's a it's like a jockey a lawn jockey uh and this is probably uh some racist signifier that neither you or i are privy to but it's a blackface jockey figurine these jockey figurines you see them on a lot of like uh well in people's yards but also like social clubs have no them i've been to connecticut reason. Okay, cool. Yeah. So you've seen a okay little person they call uh, it. Yeah, a little person with a black painted face in a lawn. Okay. I've seen dozens of them holding like a ring. Yeah, um, some part of that, and then they put a noose around its neck, as like, what were? How did they think that was gonna go? When they walk in, they're like, "Hey, we got this gift for you. Uh, <laughs> it's super racist. You're probably gonna want to murder us afterwards, but hey, let's do it." Like they didn't send them by like messenger. Or FedEx. Yeah. They just like walked in with it and then. Is that a thing that happens kicked? now? Like how many like DoorDash guys or are people sending do- threatening messages? Yeah. How many people in the gig economy are just sitting there waiting for a signature and then getting <laughs> shot over <laughs> these gifts that are insensitive? Get their ponytails cut off. Yeah. Shit's amazing. That's right when we get the uh, I guess I'll step on my own hotlines. Gigantor. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken by <laughs> Vanessa Williams, but not that Vanessa Williams. A different Vanessa Williams. There are two Vanessa Williamses. Yeah. Vanessa's Williams. Yeah. Chitlin's Alfredo. Uh, Vanessa's Williams. Um, the drug rehab clinic has a white janitor, which, uh, <laughs> yeah, go back to casting for that one, <laughs> fucking Mario. I also love that no one's facing each other in those AA meetings. Yeah. What the fuck is that? It's, uh, have you ever been to an AA meeting? No. They're peculiar. Um, but are people facing each other? I mean, sometimes it's uh, you're seated in the round, like uh, your fourth grade teacher got a little big in the britches. Yeah. But sometimes uh, you go up to the front. Okay, okay, but you're addressing people. Yeah. Yeah, so Chris Rock is addressing his fellow group members, and he's not looking at anyone. Yeah. (laughs) And they're all, like, looking at his back. But it's a small room, and I think that's part of it because it's in a clinic and it's in New York. Very sweaty in there, too. Everyone's sweating. Everyone's sweating all the time. That seemed more like a – because there's that weird blurry line – of who goes to a recovery meeting on their own versus who goes to a recovery meeting because some prick fucking judge is like, you know what you need in your life because of shoplifting? Jesus. So we're going to make sure that you declare a higher power and all that. And I think the room is probably very different from meeting to meeting. Well, it's probably also just for dramatic effect. They had to show Ice-T lurking in the background, making yeah. sure that his charge was coming through his program effectively. And I think uh, a 
tight room always seems unpleasant. If I've learned anything yeah. from watching uh, the Real Housewives of fucking Beverly Hills, it's that if you put people in a tight room, they always bitch about it. I thought you were going to say Barney Miller. No. <laughs> Shitty coffee. Everybody's smoking. As much as I love Barney Miller, it's actually shocking I've not gone into a Barney Miller tangent on this book. Yeah, that's weird that I had to do it. Yeah. 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 What is this? Though the episode of Barney Miller with the Pop Brownies is hands down the funniest accidental intoxication episode your, of any show There's ever. your Barney Miller material. Yeah. Mushy mushy. <laughs> Great. Good for you. Yeah, that's good. Jack <laughs> Sue. All right. Rest in power, Jack Sue. Uh, I got uh, that scene on the beach was like my favorite scene in the whole movie. Where they're with walking. the inexplicable baby? Yeah. They're walking. <laughs> so many weird things happen in that. They're walking on the beach. They're talking to each other about, about Chris Rock like he can't hear him. And then Chris Rock reacts to what they're saying and like runs up from you know the where the water meets the land. Yeah. And then there's a baby, and then out of nowhere, Judd Nelson just wanders into the scene and starts talking too. Like he was, they'd never established that he was there. There's never like a wide shot. It's like, hey, Judd Nelson's here too. He just kind of he's assumed <laughs> that he's there. He is inevitable. Expect him. Yeah. It, it was awesome. I really loved that that scene. I love all the uh, fish tanks in Nino Brown's place. You get some real, like, divorced dad energy. Where <laughs> he's just sitting around, half in the bag, staring at, like, a beta for no reason. There's a lot of angry G-Money shot through a, a fish tank, too. Yeah. Like, receiving bad news and smoking the glass dick. Yeah. Sucking the glass dick. Sucking smoking the, the pipe. Dick. Yeah. G-Money. Tragic figure. Yeah. Who is it? D- acting his fucking ass off. I got a question for you. Oh, yeah. Are safes still crackable? Like, can you tumble crack a safe now, or now is it just a matter of pressing in numbers? Bro, there's a fucking whole subreddit devoted to cracking <laughs> safes, <laughs> and I hate that I know that. <laughs> I just watched one today of, like, a guy cracking a fingerprint safe. Oh. Yeah. That's funny. fascinating. Yeah, they're all very smart people, and it's very How it's have very I never heard of this? I'll send you it. Yeah. You'll, you'll like it. It's a YouTube channel. It's That's really interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's it's actually not bad content. It's yeah, content. like bomb defusal scenes and safe cracking scenes are the kind of things yeah. that were staples of movies for yeah. 40 years, and you now there's nothing. Ha- and also, like, that one kind of Uzi, the handgun Uzi, yeah. with the really h- big, like, kind of top and the really long clip. Yeah. That was in every fucking movie. Yeah. Where'd that go? I Make America have sweet Uzis in movies again. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm pretty much out of notes. You know, Eka Mouse. This is written by a Village Voice writer. That's just research, though. Um, I did have a question. Uh, we spoke about this last time. Mm-hmm. The containers that uh, crack comes in, like the idea of uh, like a purple to, top. You've, you've come to the right place. Yeah. Um, what exactly were those used for before? Like a pipe cleaner oh, yeah. is something that's an arts and craft item, but it also like has an application for cleaning a pipe. So presumably, this product. A, had some other application before, and B, is at least on its face a legitimate enough reason that at a time where they were coming up with anti-drug legislation for fucking nearly everything. Like, Tommy Chong got arrested for selling bongs on the internet like 18 months ago, but they're still selling fucking crack vials because they ostensibly have some other use. What the fucking use? As as Joe Biden said, first of all, Tommy Chong deserved that because weed is a gateway (laughs) drug. (laughs) That fucking clown. And it should not be legal. Uh, And B... I think, I don't know, There's not even people in Delaware. Just fucking (laughs) credit card companies and LLCs. That fucking prick. Uh, uh, 
Although, congratulations to Hunter on the newborn son. You fucking <laughs> fail son idiot. I'm glad that. that Literally was exactly born what I during to the impeachment hearings, and everyone's like, how did Joe Biden's idiot, crack addicted son get fucking this cushy gig with the Ukrainian fucking finance company? And as they're trying to argue that it's not just because corporate Democrats are equally corrupt, he <laughs> turns out he managed to impregnate someone else while married to the fucking widow of his brother. It's just magical. This is a great way to learn news, actually. Does it? Uh, yeah, just having you cackle about it. In front I, th- of me. I thought about how I should just Small have like doses. my own one person podcast called like Governor Dickhead or oh, something. Oh, I thought about that a lot. About how I should have one yeah. so I don't do this on yeah, our you podcast. Yeah, sort of like take 20% of this, got to put it over there. <laughs> It'd be so great. But I'm not here to clip your wings, man. I'm here yeah. to make you fly. It's already a wonder I'm not on no fly list. I think that'd really be pushing my luck, yeah, right? Yeah, I think you'd be surprised actually which lists you're on. Oh. Um,. Yeah, what were we talking about? Weeds a gateway drug. Uh, okay, so crack vials are probably have a scientific purpose. I don't know. Oh, scientific purpose. That, that, that makes a lot it, of but, sense. But then, like, it's got to be one of those things where it's like it's like the um, the uh, baby formula behind glass at Dwayne Reed. Okay. You know, where, like, now you can't go into a, a science supply store or in the 90s and be like, hey, give me uh, all the crack uh, testing vials <laughs> you got back there, please. Not going to put crack in those, I tell you. Oh. do a lot of <laughs> testing. Yeah. Or like when you walk into a uh, head shop and it just says really clearly, don't say this list of 30 words. If you don't know what something is, don't risk it. Just point. They're incense burners. Yeah. See, we put incense in them. Uh, I really love in the scene where Ice-T is setting up uh, ready to watch Pookie go in uh, all wired and he's got this weird dagger that also has spikes on the handle and it looks like one of those weapons on forged in fire that you like punch through a swordfish with (laughs) it's this exact knife from cobra which is probably your favorite stallone movie Uh, i own cobra on dvd i knew it um yeah cobra is so fucking awesome it's a great it's a great movie it's like it's i guess underappreciated for how like gross and like dark it is yeah like it's so brutal and that guy, the villain, that guy was in every fucking movie. The guy with the <laughs> facial scars, that guy was great. Okay. Um, should we take a break yeah. and come back for some hotlines? Because I got I to gotta get some water. I think I got like the dry mouth on the mic. Yeah. Um, and I'll, that'll give me time to see what two or three notes I have left that we can shoehorn yeah. in. Yeah, get them in there. Perfectly. Because yeah, I don't have that many hotlines. They're all gigantor. <laughs> okay. Right, we're back for hotlines. You made it a hotline. I made it a hot song. Damn, son, where'd you find this? I hope I found a, like a guide. almost hotlines. Oh yeah, and notes. Hotlines yeah. and notes. I'm just gonna read through my last like five notes, and then if there's any that you have an opinion on, let me know. Uh, Ice tea hating on the Thanksgiving turkey giveaway, classic cop bullshit. Uh, people had the same problem with the Black Panthers giving away food. Yep. Uh, Pookie might not have become a fiend with single payer health care. <laughs> I mean, he was just a weird, gimpy fucking crack addict because he didn't have a job and had a fucked up ankle. Well, it's bad timing, really. Yeah. You know, it just, just happened to be crack everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it just happened to be crack. Pretty easy to find crack. Pretty hard to find copays. Yeah. 
I love that the Carter is filled with those sweet pneumatic tubes like drive throughs and old bank. Yep. Classic. Uh, oh, here's one. The Enterprise, <laughs> a.k.a. Oh, the drug. Oh, you finally found one? <laughs> oh. Well, no, here's oh, one that, oh. like, is actually not just oh. something that... No, no, good, good. Yeah, the Enterprise, that drug courtyard, is basically a safe injection zone, which is insane that Nino Brown has done more for uh, people struggling with addiction than fucking our dickhead governor, Andrew Cuomo. Yeah, he brought out Hamsterdam. Yeah. Yeah. I like that there's a lot of little stories in, in that scene, too. Yeah. Like that, that woman, like questioning whether she should smoke crack in front of her daughter and then deciding to do it. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, there's white people there, too, yeah. which I like. That's actually really what I liked about the Carter. Uh, I didn't mean to get excited at the mention of white people. Um, <laughs> never a good idea. <laughs> never a good idea. It's just the... We've the talked about the race war already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we, whoa, 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 whoa. I'll be against the wall with everybody else. <laughs> um, the, uh, this, the diversity of the people in the Carter, of like you can tell it's like they took great care to show that it's not just the, like scruffy, ashy crackheads mm-hmm. that, like, are falling victim to this. Yeah. They're like, it's everybody. It's 100%. Everybody I like that. Like, obviously very, like, intentional when I was in there. Yeah. Um, it's quaint when you see Nino Brown in a limo. Because remember when limos were just 50% longer than an extra car? Yeah. Like, it used to be a thing where they're like, oh, man, we got this limo. It's got six seats. Yeah. Or, like, I saw a stretch Hummer this weekend, and it had to seat, like, 20 people. Yeah. Like, well, they start throwing the word stretch in there. That's yeah. when shit gets crazy. Yeah. Limos used to just be big cars. So limos were just limo, and then stretch limo was like, it's going to be limo plus some, and then stretch other things were limo plus some times other vehicle. Yep. If it was a stretch limousine, forget about it. Hogan That's, was rolling a limo. Hogan certainly was. We gotta, we gotta reach out to Hogan. The only cool thing I've ever done in my life was have the number of a limo <laughs> driver who would pull up, blasting Peter Gabriel's sledgehammer to pick you up from whatever shitty East Village bar <laughs> you were at and drive you home for fifty dollars. <laughs> it was awesome while shaking a tambourine. More or less awesome than Nino Brown using a kid at a shield at a bullshit wedding. Oh my god! I think. I honestly think they did stuff like that in the movie because they're like, wait, Nino Brown's like too cool. Yeah, he seems awesome. We yeah. need to make sure that nobody wants to be Nino Brown. We got to throw a couple things in there that make him look like a real piece of shit. Yeah, we can't let that Cain and Abel speech make everybody want to <laughs> be him. <laughs> Putting a little too fine of a point on it there, but that's fine. Yeah, that movie. This movie is not about being super subtle. Uh, Ice T's mother being killed by Nino is the most Batman shit ever. Also, like, also Batman eighty nine, right? I guess I had a huge issue with that though. That like, it's basically I don't even think you see Ice Ice T say it. He's just like, oh, and by the way, that woman was my mother. Like off screen as like an ADR line. Mm-hmm. Like that's a bananas yeah that the woman who got shot in the face by nino brown when he was like making his bones as a gang member Mm -hmm. on angel dust happened to be ice t's mom yeah and i feel like maybe as an afterthought they're like you know we can close another loop on this and just like make that ice t's well that scene too is happening during sunrise yeah and it go in at night yeah how long were they in there i mean that's an excellent question that's the question that's actually the question of life (laughs) how long were they in there how long were they in there um, I like that they have a powerful woman of color prosecutor who manages to uh, sell everybody out uh, for her own personal career gain within 30 seconds of introducing the character. Yeah, that courtroom scene was bananas. Yeah. Like, yeah. they didn't, they, nobody was communicating. I'd say uh, that's a thing that's changed about society, but I wouldn't want anyone to not pick up on my sarcasm. <laughs> 
<laughs> there we go. Give me yeah. all that. Yeah, like he fingers a new suspect in the fucking in his like speech. Yeah, he's like, oh, by the way, that guy. Yeah, that, and it was like, very Matlock. Yeah, it was. Like, I'm not the person you're seeking. It's that guy, and everyone's yeah. like, well, I guess we have handcuffs right here, and they yeah. go and arrest him. <laughs> it checks out. Yes, movie court. Um, and yeah, I think uh, those are my notes. Cool. Um. Okay, so now we're gonna go to hotlines. Yeah, hotlines. Uh, oh, sorry. Nino Brown is Spider Man. That's my other note. How he like swoops down, upside down, and fucking stabs that guy in the throat. Yeah, I was gonna say he was like Batman because that's the thing Batman does in well, Batman. Well, but Batman doesn't kill people, so I said he kills people in Batman eighty nine because that movie does not care about the canon at all. <laughs> canon. Um, okay, ain't no Uzis made in Harlem. Not one of us owns a poppy field. Yeah, pretty awesome line. There's pretty a lot of great Nino great. Brown work yeah. in the court. Where he's like, I'll be out in a week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> While he's like spitting blood. That's right after he gets beaten up. Yeah. And he's just like drenched in blood and spit. And he's like, mm-hmm. I'll be out in a week. Yeah, that's it's great. so, so good. Oh, and that's not the court scene, actually. You're right. That is the fight scene. Yeah. I just, anytime Nino Brown is surrounded by people designed to situationally enforce laws, and then he's like, I don't think you realize I'm not in that situation anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like, he has a great amount of smugness. To yeah, he's so slippery. Great. Uh, I really liked um, when his partner is selling him on the virtues of crack as a business opportunity. It's like, you're talking like this shit is the wheel or something. Like, it's going to change the world, which is a great comparison. Like, the wheel is a significant invention. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Guru. Yeah. (laughs) Lemonade is a popular drink and still is. Still is. (laughs) Still is. The wheel is a significant invention. You're right. (laughs) You're totally right. It's weird that he chose that, though, like something that makes people's lives easier instead of like a cool way to party. Because the way they're selling it is like, oh, yeah, they're back in 15 minutes and they bring more people with them. Yeah. And the chicks love it. But I think it's a, it's a paradigm shift. It definitely is a paradigm shift. Yeah. And yeah. nothing was a paradigm shift like the wheel. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. That's the only paradigm shift that's ever happened, I think. If I was you, I'd be looking for pimples on the booty. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think was supposed to be complimentary. Like... Because he likes that girl that he's saying it about. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, like, trying to say that, like, I don't know. I'm not quite sure. There's a lot it. of murkiness in that scene. There's, yeah, that is a weird scene where, yeah. like, she's telling him that he should produce an heir. Yeah. And his current girlfriend gets mad about it. Yeah, because that means that he has snitched about her being barren. Yes. Which means that also they're having conversations about anything other than making a bunch of money and killing police officers. <laughs> like, When do they have time to be like, yeah. you know, I'm worried about my wife's eggs or whatever. <laughs> well, it started off as like, my boys can't swim. And then it was like, oh, man, maybe it's my wife. And then, yeah, you're right. When are they talking about anything else? Yeah. Where's the like the yeah. alternate cut of this movie where it's like just them talking about like their taxes? Yeah. Nino's like, still in the blue suit. He's still flipping a butterfly knife. But he's talking about how he worries about whether he needs to do IVF. <laughs> with his girlfriend. What are the risks? Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, I know great. damn well nobody'd suck your shriveled ass dick. Yeah. During uh, the fight with uh, the not yet mentioned uh, henchman that stutters. Oh yeah, the Dada man. Yeah. Yeah. Which I guess Bill Nunn? is the one kind of affliction you can't cast somebody with for the movie because you're just gonna keep refilming the scene until they stutter. That's true. Ugh. Yeah, like if a so guy is like a limp, you should cast someone with a limp. If someone has like a hook hand guy who's in the beginning of the movie, there's yeah. a guy running around with a hook hand. You mean the guy that the works funeral. at the uh, bar in left field in Miller Park? 
You're going to hook hand guy? Yeah, there's a, a major D with a hook hand who, oh, according yeah. to our good friend Dan Risch, uh, still works at uh, Miller Park. Oh, wow. Yeah, so good he's gone on like year 15. Jim Abbott has done well point. for himself. <laughs> Oh, Jim Abbott. But you're right. Like that's a very funny thing. Like oh, like they cast Scarlett Johansson in a role meant for an Asian person or whatever. Yeah. And like, yeah, that's fucked up. But you really, you're right. Because, but maybe there is an actor who's like really proud of the fact that they've overcome their stutter and like can control it now. Like it's a weapon. Like Scatman John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Cast, why isn't Scatman John the henchman? Yeah, because he can turn it on and turn it off. Ugh. And he can just produce a slapper at will. Yeah. All that man's music is fine. He's in the Stutterers Hall of Fame. Actually. Really? Yeah. I didn't know there was one of those. There is. Uh, I, I <laughs> did a deep dive in Scatman John's Wikipedia page about eight years ago because uh, I'm a man that has strange it's hobbies. It's cool. It's a cool story. Yeah. Yeah. It's like The King's Speech, a movie you've seen. Um, so It's rare that someone references a movie that I haven't seen but that I'd consider seeing. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, it's about yeah. stuttering. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's not great. And it's, well, it's a drama. Normally, when someone's like, oh, it's like that part of Thor Ragnarok or whatever. <laughs> That's all anybody talks about now. It's, yeah. It's, it's too bad. Yeah. Uh, it's too bad, I tell you. Uh, oh, I was the prom king. Or I was the prom queen of King High School. This shit is beneath me. <laughs> said really by the woman in a fucking physical altercation with Pookie during the crack smoking Thanksgiving turkey aftermath. Yeah. What do you think of uh, Pookie's, uh, Chris Rock's acting in this? Um, I mean, it's competent. I think that uh, generally he does a fine job. I don't think it's anything to write home about, but it's he doesn't overextend himself and he doesn't have any like gross aspirations. He doesn't overact like he's on the if you were to say that he is sort of like a rapping actor. Uh-huh. Or an acting rapper, rather, which may be a leap of faith considering he's already on Saturday Night Live and shit. Yeah. But I, I think he does things the right way. I think he's I think he is doing the most. I think he is going way too far. I think he's fucking... And it works. Because this movie is always doing the most and everything's going way too far. It is always doing the you most. You know, like he's fucking sweating and shaking and like all kinds of crazy shit. Yeah. I think it might be the best acting he's ever done. Because it fits the context. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've never seen... Uh, here on Earth. Oh, bro, that movie's amazing. Down that to is Earth? a movie? That down to Earth. fire. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> um, sit your $5 ass down before I make change is an all-timer. Great line. Forever and ever. And then the last one I have is um, Judd Nelson's speech about how he killed Pookie makes no fucking sense mm-hmm. because he's like, for one, I was an addict and I was a white trash addict. And then he never says what number two is and then he just sort of like they drink and that's it. Yeah. It doesn't make any there's a little bit of that in this movie where like some people say some things where if you look too closely, they didn't say fucking anything. Yeah. But it's that one was really funny because he starts a, a list a listicle yeah. and does not complete it. It's also sort of like, oh wait. Or maybe it's behind a paywall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I just love the idea that he's like, you know, I've struggled with addiction. And it's like, you don't say guy with transitions lenses. <laughs> yeah, because T-shades weren't cool in 91. Yeah. He had to have those glasses on all the time to hide his cocaine eyes. So ridiculous. Um, and I do love the scene where um, Nino dumps his ex during the argument about how the other woman knew that she was barren. And he just says... 
cancel that bitch and then dumps champagne on her. Oh yeah, which is like some purple rain shit. Yeah, that's definitely some uh, some Morris Day shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was brutal. Uh, and also, cancel culture is just totally wrong. <laughs> Don't get into it. We're not going to get into it. It's already way long. Are we going to do some music? We are going to do some music. We'll oh, take wait. a short break. Do we have any personal anecdotes? <laughs> I mean, I think, <laughs> I think when we you're going to edit it, I'm sure you'll find a personal anecdote or two. Okay, personal anecdote. Tell me what your life like. Your mind's is real. Everything's signed to sell. Got one of those. Is Randy Quaid in this movie? Got to get all of the drops. Dinner was full. Tragically, no. Uh, have you seen any good fights on World Star lately? World Star! World Star exclusive. Is World Star still a thing? Oh yeah. After the World Star guy died, I wasn't sure, and oh. then YouTube just sort of. I mean, I'm sure YouTube is less likely to throw like a unedited. 38 minute video of a fist fight at Waffle House. Yeah, no. Do no. they keep that up? Yeah, no, they don't. Uh, World Star has it all, though. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they That's got cool. all that shit. Yeah, it's great. That was always when I was uh, DJing. I would sit around and watch World Star fights on mute. Yeah. So then someone would come into the booth to like request some horseshit song and they'd be like, What are you watching? And like, <laughs> I had to give different answers depending on who was asking. <laughs> An instruction manual. Yeah, right. How to beat that ass. Okay. Uh, we're going to come back and do some music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 Stay focused, he's about to freak it Hardcore, but not rough enough to bleep it So relax and chill, get down with the brother And like Damon Wayne's, we're living in black color Chic, the beats make it freak A unique technique, with flavors like black sheep You know my style's mad rugged, you love it You never heard the funk before the E was discovered I'm bad, the renegade ringler, Mike Stringler Funk arranger, ED's danger We make the sounds and make the they want to scream like James Brown, so I can rock the town. I'm real swift. I bring light to a step. I rock the party all night. The power change my shift. I leave that sundown. Walk away chilling, cool, and keep mental like Mike Bivens. Then I find the hit squad and stop buck wildin'. Chump, Kazama. Yo, cause I'm a... <laughs> 
OJ's album and I was listening to it and I did you tell me that it's about like a slave voyage the whole album like Chips a, Ahoy yeah um, it's like a concept album that sounds like a thing that it's I like probably would have just said <laughs> randomly when you were half listening and then never would have came up was it like for the love of money's on it and it really recontextualizes that song yeah yeah it's uh it's sort of like uh, Sail Away that Randy Newman album that uh, has Enya oh no the uh, Randy Newman album that started out where there was going to be before music videos, there was going to be some weird project where f- I think it was like ten different musicians on um, Asylum were going to like put out ten minute music videos each that were conceptually related to the songs. So Randy Newman, being an insane person, was like, "What about uh, weird Carnival Barker sales pitch about a slave ship?" Oh my fucking god! And then he wrote the song, and around the time they heard the song, they're like, "Yeah, no one's gonna get to make this." <laughs> Some asylum executive tipped over his mountain of cocaine that yeah, he was exactly. working on at the time. <laughs> we can't do it. Newman's lost his mind. But yeah, there's so much OJ's in that. Yeah, it's it's insane how often that sample comes yeah, up. Yeah, it's and in it's the great. Queen Latifah, it's in the troop, and then I think it's also in a weird montage in the beginning where yeah. they dangle the guy off the bridge. That unreal shot where it like flies in from like fucking New Jersey. Yeah. All the way to <laughs> the Queensboro Bridge. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Oh, I know the bridge. Oh, did I mention I live in New York? Oh yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Um Cool. So that was uh, EPMD, probably some brothers from Brentwood, Long Island. Business. Okay. Uh, from it was the B side of I believe crossover from Business Never Personal. So when you're in EPMD, the B stands for business. Yes. <laughs> What's the other B for? Uh, typo. <laughs> uh, I I told you right before this, like I don't really like EPMD, and I don't know if I don't really have a real qualified opinion on that. Other than that, maybe, maybe I just. A, haven't listened to a lot of it, and uh, B, maybe it's for business. Maybe it's uh, boring. <laughs> Is it, am I wrong? Well, it's they are different because EPMD is sort of like a the duo where they collectively produce, but nobody's really that showy on the microphone. Uh-huh. So it's more just like vibes. Like when people used to try to figure out what doom was good at before they really had like diagrammed the shit out and they were just like i don't know he just makes fly shit that's like what epmd was doing 
So mm. it almost made more sense for that second wave of EPMD affiliates, like your Red Man and your Keith Murray, to Just become a big that. deal because you still had the same style production, in many cases done by Eric Sermon. Yeah. But Red Man is an easy... If you're like a lyrical miracle fool, like Red Man is obviously the greatest rapper ever for a shitload of reasons. Yeah. But like... Keith Murray's not far behind. Yeah, Keith Murray rules. Yeah. But yeah, you have sort of that vibe. And if all of EPMD is vibes, there is a small degree of you had to be there. Yeah, I mean, I think that was a little bit of it. You gave me one of their records. It's one of the business-related ones. They're um, <laughs> perched atop a couple of cars. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> plausible. Could, could be any any one of them. Yeah. I'm not sure. But I, I don't want to write it off. Obviously, it's great and important and whatever, but like, I don't find myself, A, lately listening to that era of rap much. Yeah. Maybe it'll happen for me at another point. It's just not happening now. Yeah. Like puberty. It's... <laughs> Never happened. It's a lot of old music, old rap like that, specifically, too. I feel like I got in at the right time because if I listened to it all in, like, 2003 while sitting around drinking 40s and playing Tony Hawk Pro Skater, I was just focusing on something else, half in the bag, while just marinating in it, where, like... It's not like you're going to, like, throw a part. Like, Strictly Business, the song, you could get away with. But, like, generally, if you throw it on at, like, a party, it, like, sounds almost dated to yeah. a certain kind of general audience. It doesn't grab attention the same way it probably did then. Yeah. Um, and also, you, back then, you would have to check something like this out. Because if you're going to argue properly on a forum about <laughs> rap, you have to have your do your homework. Yeah, exactly. You got to talk about internal rhyme schemes and all that mm-hmm. shit, right? So, like, you'd have to have, like, your EPMD figured out pretty yeah. much. Even if you moved on from it. But, like, it's required listening. Yeah, where now half that shit probably isn't even on streaming media. Yeah, like, it'd be actually... There's be no... Insa- I mean, it's like no De La Soul not it. being on streaming media, where yeah. it's like, oh, De La Soul, only the most... Imp- like, one of the five most important rap projects of all time. And there's literally nothing before the grind date available on streaming media. Well, that's why it was a couple of years ago they released all of their albums for free. They tried to. Well, they did. I got a bunch of them. Like, you can just... It was on their Twitter. You could just, like... They had a link. You go to it, you download it, and why yeah. did somebody step in and say, nah? Yeah, um, but it happened that day. So oh, well, it I was like. Stakes is high. Oh, that's super cool. Because, yeah. yeah, at the time it was like, we're going to release all these. And then the links only stayed up for, like, the B sides link stayed up for about a month. And the AOI projects, artificial intelligence or whatever, those stayed up. But a lot of the rest just, it was sort of a domino effect of which one had intellectual property that got canceled first. Oh, shit. Well, fuck. So. I thought it was a cool thing they did. (laughs) Yeah, no, it was because Tommy Boy owns, Tommy Boy is a weird label, and Tommy Boy is now doesn't own most of the things that they ever released, but also has a new label that's called Tommy Boy. That's it's almost like awesome. if they like Factory Records two, where like they Queen's just like, <laughs> yeah, where they're like we don't actually own any of the old Happy Monday shit, but if you really like old Factory Records, we still own the name. <laughs> Buy a shirt. Yeah, come to the gift shop. Yeah, it's and it's all sample clearance shit too. Or like imagine trying to license the fucking eight different rap songs that are sampled on something like that like yeah all of the labels went out of their way to fuck over groups like de la soul well that's actually why i liked this song because i liked that it was sample based there was a a little loop in there 
Which um, is generally the case with EPMD. Is it? There was a lot less space in this one, you know? It yeah. It was, like, busier. It was denser. Yeah, well, it was, it was uh, also, I think it's Big Daddy Kane was saying Brothers faster. from Brentwood, Long Island, oh, but okay. I could be... But it's, like, a vocal sample over that. It's yeah. not, like, a... They don't make beats like a uh, public enemy makes beats where there's 50 fucking things going on. Yeah. They more make beats where they chop one up one a number thing. of different ways. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, something about it was a little bit more engaging for me, but I realized I just lost all my cred with uh, what rap sandbox <laughs> digital <laughs> underground sound of dot com or whatever. Yeah. Well, um, you're in luck because uh, <laughs> those communities don't exist anymore. And somehow, yeah. The closest you're going to get is dickheads like me that are like, I remember once being very invested, a combination of 15 years after it happened and 15 years previously. Yeah, but it was a cool thing because it, it, it birthed a lot of the best music writers, I think, of our time. Yeah. I think it's music cool. writing isn't a thing because music isn't a thing. Yeah, it's, it's all fucking falling off. Yeah, it's really, really world. scary. Let's keep talking about it. Uh which is cool. I like that we get to revisit these moments. Yeah. Um, Which we've now done a hundred fucking times. Unfucking real. Yeah. Not even really ready to grasp the enormity of that. Yeah. But uh, it's I been think about great. that when I pee. Do you? Yeah, I'm not ready to grasp the enormity <laughs> of that. But if I don't grasp it, I'll just piss all over the bath mat. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. hundred episodes and we have not gained any amount of class whatsoever. Yeah, and you're still surprised when I go blue for no reason. Oh, <laughs> at the finishing line there is urine? <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to sit here and get all lame with you, but it's been fun. It has been fun. Yes. Yeah. You and I have uh, definitely had had some good times doing this. So kudos to you for the idea. Mm. Kudos to me for being so desperate and attention starved <laughs> that I scream every half thought idea I've had. And uh, shout out to all of our guests who Fuck yeah. have been super fucking cool. We have like been Fuck extremely yeah. lucky with a weird combination of people. Um, yeah, fucking Sean McTiernan, Ari the Rugged Man, <laughs> Scout Tafoya, Mr. Boomtown, Mr. Boomtown, yeah, um, fucking Bo Webb, director Bo Webb. of Dead Heist, yeah, Ramses Ignacio, the guy who was in Boricua's Bond, took his pants off, yeah, Ryan Lightborn, the guy who directed uh, the Travis Porter movie, yeah, <laughs> there's Esther, so many, Av Perkins. Uh, who's awesome. University of Dope is still great. Yeah. Uh, Esther's going to come back on. I think we're going to watch the fucking Lion King, which I'm so not excited about. Okay. I'd rather watch Obsessed. I mean, um, I, I think watching Lion King is a great idea because uh, it'll just turn into me complaining about uh, Bob Iger and intellectual great. property. And <laughs> That's a good about idea. How, uh, yeah, all the Simpsons episodes have been recut to take all the sight gags out so that they fit into the same picture window. Stupid. Yeah. Stupid. It's great. Um, but that controversy has already happened. Uh, it's been rehashed. Uh, and uh, and Brandon Soderbergh, I, that episode will come out at some yeah. point, my friend. I have it edited. I just haven't finished it. And uh, life comes at you fast. Yeah. And uh, no, it was Us not. Us getting married on consecutive years really took the wind out of the sails. Well, it suddenly became easier. Yeah, it became easier just to be like, okay, let's just record it and finish it and get it done, like our own episodes. And mm. then, like, I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, don't worry, dude. That episode will we'll see the light of day. Yeah. Because it's really good. I yeah. really liked it. Oh, my God. We spoke for like 90 minutes at the end, none of which I think you ended up keeping. No. But about, uh, yeah, the decline of journalism, yeah. which, uh, yeah, especially now that Splinter Media and Deadspin have been killed by fucking It'd be venture great to capital have dickheads. On, yeah. To yeah. Talk Private about equity. Thanks for nothing. Let's like watch like a, a, a 
paper movie, like The Paper, starring Michael Keaton. Who gives a fuck <laughs> that there's no rappers in it? We'll find a way. Uh, but anyway, it, it's a The Paper amazing. Soldiers. Oh shit! Yeah, it's the real. It's the real guests. amazing guests. Abby, yeah. amazing guests. Yeah, Mega Ran, amazing guests. Mega Ran was great. So cool! What a fucking awesome Mega Ran. The inspiration for me doctoring a wee. Lola, Lola, always a guest. Sickest guest ever. Salvi, one time guest, yeah. occasional. <laughs> <laughs> Death Cakes and Keepers of the Funk. Oh my God. That was a legendary episode. The fucking disorder. The only episode I've ever edited. Oh, yeah. Great edit job, too. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Jared Miller Dean. Did a you'd, marvelous you'd, job. What am I supposed to call him? J Mills or the Colonel? The Colonel. <laughs> <laughs> so many good guests. So many good episodes. And uh, that's it. Let's fucking. We finally watched New Jack City. Everybody yeah. stop tweeting us now. And. Um, and we'll move on to who God knows what. It's yeah. going to be a lot of guests from here on out. Oh, Angel. Angel's coming back. Angel was great. I fucking love Angel. I, yeah. just, I just drank with Gabe Angel. Gabe Marshall was right. on one. Gabe, Maggie and Marlo. Oh, my God. The Maggie and Marlo episode Beard was wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. God, we've had a lot of guests. What the fuck? All right. Uh, I think that's it. And still, as always, pre-max B. And we're out. Yo, girl, what it do, baby? I need all the young bitches. I need all the young girls to 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 come to the motherfucking front and the motherfucking party. You know what the fuck it is, man? Hey, Sally, baby, I see you. What it do? Oh my God, bitch, mob. Open wide, girl, spread your legs. Let me suck that pussy out the back of your neck. If you a bad girl, be bad. Spread your legs. Work that ass, twerk it, lift it, wobble it, twerk it, drop it, twerk it, with it, wobble it, drop it, twerk it, lift it, wobble it, drop it, twerk it, lift it, wobble it, drop it. If you a good girl, then you ain't a hoe. Let me stick this dick inside of your throat. Okay. Now pull your shirts up a little bit and pull your pants down and shake that shit. Now ladies, let me hear you scream, yeah. Now ladies, let me hear you scream, whoa. Now ladies, let me hear you scream, eat this pussy. Now ladies, let me hear you scream. Beat this pussy. Yeah. Let me tell you this: what the girls want, they want a big ass dick and they booty hope. They wanna get choked out when they being bad. They want whipped cream sucked out the crack of their ass. Now if I lie, strike me out. Then tell your girl nut inside of her mouth. Man, now ladies, let me hear you scream, bass god. Ladies, let me hear you scream, bass god. Open wide, girls, spread your legs. Let me suck that pussy out the back of your neck. If you a good girl, be bad. Spread your legs. Work that ass, twerk it, lift it, wobble it, drop it, twerk it, lift it, wobble it, drop it, wobble it, wobble it, wobble it, wobble it, wobble it, lift it, lift it, drop it, twerk. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. My name is uh Lil B, coming from the motherfucking West Side, and I need all the girls West to come side. up over here right now. I need all the girls to come over here right now. We having a good time, we having a party. Ladies, let me hear you say yeah. Yeah.
a wide girl, spread your legs. Let me suck that pussy out the back of your neck. If you a good girl, be bad. Spread your legs, work that ass. Twerk it, lift it, wobble it, drop it, twerk it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoop, 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 whoop. Swack, swack, whoop, wobble. Yep. Wow, wow, wow. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.